going to use my radio voice now. Are you ready? Uh, welcome to another edition of Everyone Hates Cleveland. Okay, I sound like a vampire. Welcome to another edition of Everyone Hates Cleveland.com, the podcast. I'm your host, Jim Pete, joined today by Michael Hattery, Gage Will. Again, another podcast. I'm not even going to try to segue into anything other than we're about to talk about the Cleveland Indians outfield. And if you go back in time to the past three positional previews, when we've gotten to the outfield, almost every single conversation has been exactly the same. The difference this year, there's a big difference this year. And it's, it's not even for the worse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, the past three seasons, we've been ripping on Michael Brantley. And, of course, last year he went off. And I don't want to talk about him. He's not with us anymore. Although I guarantee you we are going to have a Michael Brantley podcast at some point this year. I don't know when it's going to be, but it's coming. And when it comes, you'll know it because, oh, but that's for another day. Um, let's start off with left field. Uh, the Indians made the trade, the Carlos Santana three-way trade uh, in December. In that trade, they bring over Jake Bowers. And while I, you know, of course, went off on the Andy Diaz tangent for over a month, um, Jake Bowers is a player that all of us are are fairly high on. Uh, My big question when we got him was whether or not he was actually going to play left field. And I think by default, um, that's where he ended up. So I'm going to start with Gage in this one since he's dribbling a basketball um gage talk to me a little bit about jake bowers like tell me something tell me something that that should like what kind of upside are we talking about here i mean baseline upside is there's a lot of power untapped in there uh huge walk rate a guy with a ton of plate discipline and he's just he's just a really fun guy to trot out there in left field it's fun isn't it it's fun getting thrown off right in the middle isn't it <laughs> anyway <laughs> let, let me jump on board the jake bowers train real quick uh, only if and it appears they're gonna do this and i'm really happy if they just shove him out there and say just do it give him left field and let him make his mistakes out there and let him hit the ball. I, I, I'm just worried that they're going to go away. They're going to see him botch one play out there in left field early in April. I mean, he's not a bad defender from reports, but and have this insane reaction and throw him over at DH because Hanley's not hitting. But <laughs> anyway, Jake Bowers, there's power in there. And the most fun part is he knows how to pull the ball. And and he's got that baseline walk rate to live off of. So, Mike, you know, immediately you were high on Jake Bowers. You know, you wanted him playing in left field. You know, talk to me about what you think Jake Bowers brings to this team. You know, Gage talked a little bit about the potential for him getting yanked over to the DH. and, And we did talk. We did talk about that. Um, when we talked about first base, about him potentially getting pulled out of that left field role. I mean, you know, what's his upside in left field? You know, and, and we can compare him to the guy who was there last year. I mean, you know, we, 
we here we at WFNY last year in EHC prior to that we were not very high on Mike Michael Brantley as as a fielder and we did we did bring the ire of most of Indians Twitter to us but but Jake Bowers does seem to to bring some upside beyond defensively especially beyond Michael Brantley um, you know I, I I fear talking about elite like Brantley levels like when he was the the couple of years where he was definitely an elite player. Um, you know, what kind of upside does Jake Bowers have to you? Yeah, I think when Gage talked earlier about, like, needing fundamentally solid players, fundamentally, you know, average or a tick above, like, I think that's what Jake Bowers probably is. And the Indians really need that. I don't want to talk about the asinine way in which Terry Francona treated Yandy Diaz right now, but I did <laughs> wanted to drop that in because it was incompetent. Um, but I do want to say that, like – He's a he's just far more athletic than Brantley was last year. Playing left field in Cleveland is pretty easy with progressive being, you know, with the wall in left field being particularly high. It allows you to shade in different ways. Um, and I think he's going to be like a 5 to 10% above average league average bat. So average defense, slightly above average bat. That's an average to above player on a minimum salary, which is the sort of players the Indians need. Um and I Clearly. think he's going to do that. So I think in that way, I guess I'm a little more confident in this outfield, in the floor of this outfield, than I probably was before the Bowers trade. Um, so I guess I'm going to turn this around because Jim gets to drive all the time. I like to drive because, you know, what are you going to do? So beyond Martin, Leonos Martin, I think we all can agree is a lock. And, and Gage will hot, nod his head yes uh, eventually. <laughs> Uh, but I think we, we think he's like a lock for someone who deserves priority playing time. He's a starter level player. And I want to know rank from, you know, highest priority, lowest priority, Jake Bowers, Jordan Luplo, Tyler Naquin, Oscar Mercado, Greg Allen, Bradley Zimmer. Am I forgetting anyone? Uh, Greg Allen, you said, right? Yeah. You so said like, Leonis, Tyler Naquin, um, Daniel Johnson, maybe throw in there. Yeah, and I think I think you both would probably at least be waiting on him. But like, you know, where do those guys fit in? How are you breaking down playing time? And is it based on platoon splits? Do you like order playing time based on that, or do you just do it on who's a better baseball player? <laughs> well, I think I think that the the wild card here is again you got to be realistic and and I hate to say this is something we talk about with every position but shortstop and third base but it's something we're going to talk about with every position but shortstop and third base. I mean I think you know I think bringing up a guy like Oscar Mercado should be probably one of the top two priorities um, in the Indians outfield. Um, that being said, is it going to happen? Probably not. So. While I could say that's the number two pri I'd say Jake Bowers is probably the number one priority, making sure that that what Gage mentioned, him potentially becoming the DH or maybe even sliding into the first base role at some one point or another, shouldn't happen. Like my priority is getting, you know, 145 to 150 starts for Jake Bowers in left field to see what he's got. My second priority would be to um to, to in April and May to find out if Greg Allen you know, can perhaps have a slightly lower strikeout rate and a slightly high, slightly higher walk rate. Um, that would be my number two priority. So that if he doesn't, if he turns out to be probably a four outfielder or five outfielder, which is maybe what he is, then you bring up a guy like Oscar Mercado in June or July, and then he becomes your number two priority. And this is nothing against Martin, who should be the starter um, right now. Maybe, maybe, um, you know, but, 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 
I, I think that to me, those are the big numbers there. And, and I do think that, that right field has to be addressed in that. Um, I do think that there's a platoon to be had there. I'm just not sure what that platoon is. You know, we're starting off with Naquin there and, and, and Luplo. And I think, I think that, that that's interesting, um, except for the fact that I just don't think Tyler Naquin should be on the roster ever. So, um, you know, I think that the, the, the third priority that I would, or I guess fourth priority I would have was, would be if you're going to have Jordan Luplo up there, like who are you going to platoon him with um, when you start heading into the playoffs? Or do you find a, a four or five guy who can just sort of shift from left to center to, to right? And they do have some guys that can possibly do that. Um, I don't have any, I mean, I, I really don't have any interest in Bradley Zimmer right now in that I think when he comes up, uh, he's a guy who's got to spend an extended time in the minors um, getting healthy one. And then part two of that is, can he ever be a guy who doesn't strike out, you know, 35% of the time, 35 to 40% of the time. So, so I guess priority one is Bowers. Priority two is figuring out if Mercado and Allen can be full-time guys up here. And then priority three is figuring out if there's a, a, a good platoon set for right field that doesn't include Tyler Naquin. Gage. Yeah, I think you hit on it. I, the biggest thing for me is let's not, I think they view Naquin as a stopgap little bridge to Carlos Gonzalez whenever he's ready. They didn't sign Cargo last week to release him Matt Joyce style. They <laughs> signed him. The timing of that stuck out to me because that means they want they didn't like what they saw in Joyce, and they realized they needed somebody else to come in and face righties out there. I wish instead of using Naquin as that placeholder, I wish they would let Greg Allen burn every day. And you could do that by throwing Luplo out there against – lefties, Allen and right against righties, and then having him shift over to center when there's a lefty on the mound because we know Leonis Martin doesn't hit lefties. Yeah, and, and I don't know. I mean, I think that there is an interesting kind of puzzle that you could put together in that outfield, again, sort of a flex outfield where you're moving guys around constantly. Yeah. They have guys that can do that. I'm shifting it back over to Mike. Um, same question, but even more importantly – like, what is to you maybe the two big questions that have to be answered in the outfield by, say, July to see if the Indians do have to make a move maybe to bring somebody in? Yeah, I think the biggest that can't be definitively answered just has to be, like, is Jake Bowers doing what we think Jake Bowers is going to do? I mean, and I think Jake Bowers could still get more long-term opportunities, but I think there's a, a sense to it which we want to just see that his floor is pretty safe and we want to see that by the end of July or else you have to be a lot more aggressive because you can't just piece right field together anymore. So I guess that would be the big question. So here's what we do, I think, too often, which like I think all of us own like varying levels of shares in Greg Allen, varying level shares of this of Oscar Mercado, varying level of shares in Jake Bowers. So here's my take. You get to pick one of Jake Bowers, Oscar Mercado, Greg Allen or Bradley Zimmer for the next five years. You get to take one. Which do you take? Gage, you start. Oh, you're going to flog me for it. Uh, I'll take Jake Bowers. I, I, I just think there's so much of that tool set that's already there. And while his ceiling might not be as high as the other guys, I, th I think there's a solid above average player in there every day somewhere and he's kind of already proven that he can walk at the big league level but <laughs> I, 
<laughs> yes. I, uh, let's, scratch it. Let's, let's forget this. I'm taking Alex call. <laughs> um, okay. So, I mean, the low hanging fruit here for me would be to, would be for me to say Greg Allen. I think defensive profile for him is higher than most people give him credit for. Um, I, I, but I'm not going to say Greg Allen. I think that there are players that there are players in their careers that, that at some point something clicks for them. And for me, that player was Oscar Mercado, um, the move from shortstop to center field with St. Louis um, and his development there. Um, when you see him play, the fact that two and a half years ago, this guy was a shortstop and never played in the outfield um, with any regularity speaks volumes to me because the guy is a really stout defender in the outfield. And I think there's a ton of upside offensively. And he does seem to be the kind of a player that profiles um, uh, to see improvement. I think that I'm not, I'm not saying that based on spring, although the spring was a, was a nice indicator that maybe he can he can stick long term. But I think he's a guy that that maybe St. Louis didn't see the upside on because they have so many other good outfielders that the Indians could capitalize on. And I think there's a guy there that's got potential, you know, 20 home run power, good base running, and outstanding elite defense um, wherever they decide to put him. I've seen him make great plays in right field and great plays in center field. Um, I think this is a guy who can be a, a middle, you know, that middle guy or that, that right field guy um, over the long haul. Uh, Greg Allen, you know, I like him. I like him a lot. I just, I'm not sure. I do like him in the role that Gage was talking about earlier. Maybe perhaps um, I'm fitting in in a, in a couple of different slots uh, rather than a full-time slot. I think Mercado could be a full-time guy though. Mike, what about you? Yeah, I would say for me, it's like, Mercado Bowers are really close for one. And then Allen's like not that far behind. And then Zimmer's in like Florida stealing melons from a grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I just He's not even he's not even working in a grocery store. <laughs> he's stealing melons because he he can't go out and get an orange off a tree. He's got to go to a grocery store and steal melons. Hey man, he's like so massive. Do you know how much food it takes to keep that guy alive? He's like really tall and muscular. He's like twelve thousand calories a day. He like doesn't eat the Michael Phelps diet. He just eats Michael Phelps. Jesus. Um, but no, I, I I don't know. I I do think I think it's Mercado. <laughs> I think it's Mercado. I like. <laughs> we've wait, we've like, gone from like cannibalism to Mercado. Bowers is really close. You, uh, I could, I would, I would pick Bowers tomorrow probably, and Mercado tonight, and then Mercado the night after. I like both those guys for different reasons. I think Mercado might have a higher ceiling, and I like Bowers' floor. So there we have it. All right, so I guess we're going to wrap things up there. It's interesting that Bradley Zimmer, maybe not. I mean, people have read us for a while. Um, it is interesting that Bradley Zimmer is barely on the radar other, other than to turn him into a melon-stealing cannibal. Wait, is he a Cocoa Beach melon-stealer? Might, might be the right market for him to succeed. He finally gets to use his speed because he never gets on base. So. He's never going to use it in the big leagues, but. In the melon market. Uh, uh, is he more of a South Beach melon stealer or a Cocoa Beach melon stealer? I... Well, you know, sometimes these things go cereal, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap up shop there. Uh, the last thing I want to say about this outfield is this. I mean, Mike, I think you hit it the nail on the head. I think the Jake Bowers, Oscar Mercado, Greg Allen conversation, kind of a platoon in right field, it's all very interesting to me. 
I think the one common theme over the past four or five years with the Indians has been the fact that we always seem to have an outfield built with all of these interesting people who need to almost be peak guy versions of themselves for that outfield to maintain itself. And when, what frustrates me the most about the Indians is they seem to be putting people in positions where they have to maybe try to push a little bit. My fear for Bowers is that at some point this year, even if he starts off strong, is that perhaps he has to try to carry the offense a little bit um, in that outfield. <coughs> And that's what I fear about the most. All right. We're going to wrap up shop there. Please make sure you check out everyonehatescleveland.com. Check out our website. And if you could, head over to head over to our YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Head over to iTunes. We're on everything. Stitcher, Google Play, all that fun stuff. Find us somewhere. Listen to us. Leave comments. Five-star reviews. If you want to leave a five-star review and rip on Hattery in the comments, that would be, that would be awesome. On that note, we're out. Peace. Have a good night, everybody.